Your attention, please. You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. Each morning across America, parents put their kids on big yellow school buses and probably don't give it another thought. But although the car you drive is much safer than the one your grandparents drove, school bus designs haven't changed for decades. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall is here with an expert who says that needs to change. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Alan Ross, president of the National Coalition for School Bus Safety. Dr. Ross, welcome to InfoTrack. Happy to be here and get the word out. So what are your biggest concerns about school bus safety? Well, unfortunately, these vehicles have not been remodeled in over 40 years, and we're not giving our children the benefit of safety technology that's readily available in the passenger vehicles that we drive every day. It does seem kind of bizarre that cars have had such dramatic safety improvements, such as airbags and stability control systems and anti-lock brakes, but you're not suggesting all of those for school buses, right? Well, clearly we have to be pragmatic, and we certainly don't need airbags for our kids and things of that nature. But basic appliances, such as the safety belts, are lacking in 95% of America's large school bus fleet. Things like traction control systems or four-wheel drive, which are very prevalent today and very affordable, are lacking in the large buses that operate often in the northern climates of America and putting our children at risk when the weather turns bad. How much would it cost to retrofit the average school bus with seat belts? Well, retrofitting can vary. Unfortunately, a lot of the buses, especially the older ones, 15, 20-year-old buses, and half the buses in the American fleet are over 15 years old. On these older buses, the floors and the walls are so weak that you cannot just put seatbelts in simply. So it could cost as much as ten or $20,000 to retrofit one of these older buses because it really has to be remanufactured and brought up to standard. Out of the factory, though, on a new bus, seatbelts in every seating position, three-point harnesses, state-of-the-art like we have in our cars, cost approximately $2,500. This is a bus that's going to last 15, 20 years. If you do the math, it comes out the pennies a day to give our children this basic protection. How many children are injured or killed in school bus crashes each year? Well, unfortunately, in the name of economy, over 20 years ago, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, the federal government, stopped keeping case-by-case statistics. So there really isn't any great statistics out there. The last good statistics were by the American Academy of Pediatric Physicians, and they had 17,000 admissions to the hospital, serious injuries, in one year from school bus accidents. There are just a handful of states that require seatbelts in school buses right now, correct? That's exactly right. Unfortunately, the playing field is not even. Some states have required safety belts in their school buses. Some communities around the country, most often they're in the more affluent communities, which doesn't make it the American way or fair, but these communities have gone ahead and purchased buses with safety appliances, with four-wheel drive, with fire retardant or fireproof materials and many other enhancements which are readily available in the marketplace. And what is the biggest reason that school districts are reluctant to mandate seat belts on school buses? Well, it comes down to politics and money like many things. Unfortunately, at this point, we're dealing with a for-profit industry, a multi-billion with a B, dollar-a-year profitable industry. This industry spends millions on lobbying, so our government is tied up. Lobbyists exert a lot of pressure and a lot of effort in this department, and they've been very successful at keeping the status quo. On one side, you have the lobbyists with millions of dollars. On the other side, you have parents who are usually overwhelmed with just daily living and 
most people don't have time to get involved in. My organization is purely volunteer and shoestring. It's like David and Goliath. And that's why we have a situation where the big business of school bus industry is telling us the standards of transporting our kids. So where do you think this is all going? Are you optimistic that we'll see some improvements in school bus safety, or do you expect, because of budget constraints, that this will be a slow process? Well, we're not going to stay where we are, but we're going to continue to move forward, unfortunately, very slowly, much to the detriment of our children. We're going to see slow movement. There are state-by-state and town-by-town. Parents are waking up and demanding that we give our children a better ride, a safer ride. And so we're going to see some progress, but we're not going to see a federal mandate for a long, long time to come. It's unfortunate our children are being put at risk. Dr. Alan Ross, president of the National Coalition for School Bus Safety. Dr. Ross, where can people locate you online? We have a website. It's NCSBS, National Coalition School Bus Safety.org. Well, thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Taryn McCall. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at talkzone.com. Thanks to InfoTrack reporters Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Internet services by Pear.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.